to Adaptivist Live, the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. On this edition, some new releases, some changes in the cloud, and some names are changing too. I'm your host, Ryan Spilkin, and joining me today is Adaptivist Managing Consultant and special guest host, Danny Coleman. Hi, Danny. Hey, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Hey, sir. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, Matthew and Brenda uh, couldn't be bothered. They just couldn't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're busy folks. Yeah, they are. And and uh Dan so Danny, you're just gonna fill all four shoes, right? It's all Oh yeah, absolutely. One Danny is as good as a Brenda and a Matthew combined. Ooh. Please don't tell them I said that. <laughs> I'm sure they'll never listen to this, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they 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 uh they just record the episodes, they don't listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Danny. Well, let's get it started with the cloud. There's some interesting things happening up there. Um, the Jira platform has got, a, I think this is a really nice touch. The first thing that, that jumped out to me was now with the quick search function in Jira cloud, you actually have the option to filter right from within that window. I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but I always like to joke around that the search window in Jira, Sur the search bar at the top of Jira server is almost useless, right? I like yeah. to make that joke because it's just yeah, sure. terrible. But this is what it needs. If they brought this feature to the server data center offering, I think some people would be really happy because you could type whatever you want in there and then refine it just like Confluence search. Really kind of sharp idea. Yeah, it's great. It, and it brings it, yeah, like you said, it brings it in line with existing offerings in, in Confluence, which is significantly more useful than you see in Jira right now, I think. Yeah, that's just, that's always bothered me. But it did teach me to learn JQL. So, you know, <laughs> figured it out somehow. Also in the Jira platform, the roadmaps are changing so that you can filter the roadmap by a status category. So you're able to see several issues in, in the status that you would like to view them in, in terms of where they relate to the roadmap. A nice touch. I will say, though, that the Confluence product in the cloud has had the most activity I've seen uh, for a while, including smart app mentions, the long-awaited ability to see and interact with inline comments when editing a page, um, a new page archiving feature, great one for the admins, and alt text on images to make accessibility that much smoother. Now, one thing that I really didn't, I didn't quite understand on this week's update page, and if we've got any cloud users in the audience who care to take a stab at it, we'd love to hear from you. Um, but they've removed Confluence Cloud gadgets. So they've deprecated the ability to insert Confluence gadgets on new pages. That's strike. Did was there anything there that indicates why? Because I don't quite see the point. No. no. Yeah. Um, so you can no longer insert. I. I just that this just doesn't sound right. So maybe they've maybe now gadgets now macros. Is this a language thing? I don't know. It's. I think it's also important to note that it, they're deprecating the ability to add it to new pages, but anything that's already there is going to continue to work. So if you've got those gadgets already there, they're not going to break your 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 wiki. Hmm. Well, um, we are going to be sure to follow up on this one next next episode and uh, see how that all went down. Uh, no changes to Bitbucket this week, and uh, that's what we've got going on up in the clouds. 
All right, taking a look now at JIRA and JSD. We're going to combine those updates today because, uh, practically speaking, that's all the same content. So uh, what we're going to be covering is for both server and data center in JIRA and data center for JIRA Service Desk. Uh, first up, Google and Microsoft, you may be aware, have disabled or are planning to disable basic authentication. As a result, Atlassian is going to be adding OAuth 2.0 support for JSD data center and for JIRA server and data center. That way you can keep using your authentication method for Gmail or Microsoft Exchange Online instead of uh, a password. Google and Microsoft? Never heard of them. Yeah, I'm not, not super familiar myself. As you may recall, back in JIRA 8.7, uh, Atlassian released user anonymization features for GDPR compliance. And lucky for you compliance nuts, they have expanded that feature. So in this release now, we have extended scope for anonymization of reporters and creators on issue collectors. Uh, when you see full names in the issue history, those can be anonymized, and uh, as well as the ability to anonymize some users that have already been deleted. And here's a new feature that is really going to jump out to those of you who do a lot of re-indexing or are trying to improve your performance in JIRA or JSD. What Atlassian has offered now is the ability to see the top 10 custom fields in your instance that are affecting re-index timings. So Atlassian now is offering the ability to see the top 10 custom fields in your instance that are taking the longest to index when you run a re-index. So this is going to be really cool for uh, especially bigger instances or, or really anyone that's ever had to, to lock or, or even do a... Would, or would this information come out of project-specific re-indexes? I don't know the answer to that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, I mean, I would assume so. Well, that's a really powerful tool for you. Like, yeah, it, in, your, in your real world, that's real handy. That's actually super useful. Yeah, um, because what it's showing you, the, the stats they give you are very interesting. You've got time by milliseconds, but what it also does is it shows you the number of calls to the indexer. But my favorite aspect of this is that you can see the percent of total indexing time that any given field takes. You can look at this and say like, oh, this one custom field accounts for 21% of all the indexing time. Like, and if you know that information, then you can target that. You can really narrow down the permissions. You can narrow down the, uh, the custom field uh, settings to, to limit that. Yeah. You can even in investigate what it's doing and is it being used in a meaningful way? Like yeah, Exactly. Exactly. It's not just it's not just settings and conf configuration based. It gives you the tools you need to go to your your internal teams and really start the conversation about: Are we using this? Is this helpful? Help your help your people out. Help your people out. Ease up the system. Come on. That's right. Be a team player. And then, as part of that same conversation, um, they're optimizing custom fields in this release as well. So um, they're trying to minimize the number of uh, called field indexers that custom fields have that are, and hopefully that's going to optimize um, what, what is it going to optimize? Uh, performance. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to optimize everything, Danny. Everything's it's going to optimize your life. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what we're looking at this week with Jira and JSD. In Jira adjacent news, advanced roadmaps for Jira 3.29 was released, uh, you know, just two days after we recorded the last episode. 
as they are wont to do. Um, we did already discuss the warning center on the last episode of the podcast, but a new feature that is rolling out to early access users. You have the ability to visualize dependencies in a new feature um, that is only available on early access. So you will have to ask your JIRA administrator to flip this feature on for you if you'd like to see it. But if you are a person who likes to visualize their data, this is a quick and convenient way to see dependencies within your um, advanced roadmap. All right, taking a quick look at Confluence this week. Uh, actually, as of this recording today, June 30th, they are releasing Confluence 7.6. And uh, you do not have deja vu. Do not be concerned. Uh, what we're talking about today has been discussed in a previous release, uh, beta release, in fact. So it sounds familiar, but now it's available widely and for all. And what we're looking at is uh, the ability to see additional details in your audit log. So uh, Confluence's audit log before didn't capture when someone would move a page or a blog post or share that or someone requested access or access was granted. And now you can actually see all of that there in line. So Confluence admins, some of your wishes have been granted. <laughs> it's just, and it's only data center, right? Uh, yes. Great point. Yes. That's only in data center. Telling you, man, server, the writing's on the wall. Yeah, unfortunately. It's it's still out there. You can still use it. For now. But for now, you might want to be thinking long term. Yeah, long term. Long term planning is just not never a bad thing. No. What could go wrong? And then in addition, uh for both server and data center, the companion app uh it allows you to set trusted domains and sites for all users. So you can set your Confluence URL as a trusted domain, and that means your users aren't going to have to select, you know, the trust this domain if they edit a file for the first time. So mm. fun, <laughs> good, low-key shade to Atlassian. There, fun. You should really <laughs> put out more fun updates. Where's all the confetti? We excuse me, folks, but where are our gifts? We are <laughs> <laughs> gifts, emojis. These are the things people are asking for. <laughs> functionality easter eggs i need the konami code in my jira asap dude if that could just finish all my issues for me that's how i that's how i beat contra <laughs> the, the ryan spilkin story it's the only way to beat contra <laughs> yeah you get 30 extra lives and all your issues are marked as resolved uh finally in server news bitbucket server 7.3.1 is a fun bug fix release uh assorted bug fixes there for your bug fixing pleasure. And of course, we always recommend deploying bug fix releases to your staging and test servers before you go to production or something like that. Yeah, always. Oh, please, please do that. All right, Danny, I don't know if you've noticed this when you look outside in the world, but it's changing out there. Are there, I, I look out my window and I don't see anyone, in fact. Well, Are changes that, happening? That alone, that's a sign. All oh, I see boy. are trees, Danny. So you know, you know how it is. But um, things are really changing. And one of the first things that we've got to talk about that's changing in the Atlassian world is that enterprise releases are now long-term support releases. They've changed the name entirely. Yeah, it's interesting here. Um, it, is, is this just a, a naming change? Is this exactly the same as enterprise releases and... And nothing else? There are some key differences 
in okay. the, the, the changeover that are explained in a table on the blog post that we're going to link in the show notes. Um, the thing that most noticeably to me, when you license a long-term support release, um, instead of just six weeks for all bug fixes, you'll get six weeks for bug fixes and 24 months for critical fixes. So it's a very long, yeah, yeah. It's a long-term stability enterprise targeted release. Sounds like to me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they've also extended the security bug window where it's going to be 24 months for critical security bugs instead of six. So a feature release will get you six months. uh, A long-term support release will get you 24. Um, Gotcha. So, of course, we will link to a blog on the Atlassian community site in our show notes with a lot more information about the change between enterprise release and long-term support. And, uh, yeah, interesting thing. Times they are a-changing. Hey, words mean things, right? If you're if you're if you've got a name for something and you're clearly trying to change it to something else, there must be something driving that, right? Yep, yep, yep. And to that end, we are also brought to the recent Bitbucket blog about moving away from master slave language uh, in branches in Git. So there's been a lot of talk about this, Danny. What's your first impression? My first impression is that you know, there's going to be inertia anytime you you take something that's been one way for a very long time and try and change it. And I think there's clearly going to be people who take issue with that for various reasons. But again, words mean things and they have different connotations to different people. Yeah, my take is that this is a change we're starting to see both in the Atlassian ecosystem, but also in other ecosystems and other worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just heard about a realtor in Texas, for example, that's changing. Uh, they're no longer referring to master bedrooms. They're called primary bedrooms, right? So this is something that's starting to become, uh, starting to gain awareness um, in a much broader sense. My take is there's no reason not to make a change like this because it doesn't hurt anybody. All it can do is help. Exactly. Right? Because I initially felt that that sort of instinct of, well, I don't need to change this. I mean, it, you know, but then I thought, who am I, what am I standing up for when I say, don't change it, it works. You know, when I say that, who, yeah. what am I standing up for? I'm not, I'm not standing up for the right thing. So uh, yeah. that changed like on a, in a moment's notice, I was like, well, the, the terms work. And then I thought about it and I thought, wait a minute, I don't need to rep that. But it works for you, right? Like oh. as a as a as a as a white man. Yeah. Again, I don't know. As it, a white man, that works for you, and I'm a white man as well. Like, but it the change maybe isn't really for us. It's not, and it doesn't have to be, and it doesn't exactly. And and trying to keep things the same just because it because I know the words and it means a certain thing. Get just you know what I'm an I'm an adult human. I can I can flex with the uh, I can flex with the times, right? Yeah. It's status, you know, arguing yeah. against it is status quo for status quo's sake. And that's just uh, blame. The, yeah, and the, <laughs> the, the, the positives that come out of a change like this are so much more powerful than the positives that you'd get from just staying the same way, if that, if that makes any sense, right? The, the, the meaning that this has is, is stronger than the inertia. Absolutely. Absolutely. With you 100%. Nice one, Mr. Yeah. Coleman. Oh, thank you. Well, Doug Danny, for that. 
you've been you, I've really enjoyed having you on as a co-host. I hope you'll be uh, willing to come back sometime when Matthew and Brenda can't make a show. Yeah, no, this has been my pleasure. I really appreciate you having me. Maybe I'll even show up when they are here. And we'll, just, we'll just crowd around your microphone, all four of us, just oh. really getting into your space. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That, no, that's... That, mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, maybe but we'll Danny, wait for... We'll wait a while before we do that. Well, listen, Danny, we have a 100th episode coming up. Oh. So... When is that? When is well, that? It is... This is episode 95 of Adapted so, as Live... That is pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the math seems, I think we've got five more to go. And our listeners should be on the lookout or listen out, whatever, mm. for uh, some big news around that on our next episode. We're going to announce some promotions around this 100th episode business where our listeners can win some real prizes and uh, have a little bit of fun with us. Promotions. Wow. Yeah. One for you, one for me. We, are we each getting a promotion? Is that <laughs> yeah, what I'm we're hearing? just handing them out. If we say we can have one, we can have one. So there'll be uh, some some fun stuff that we're going to do to celebrate our uh, 100 episodes. I was about to say 100 years of podcasting. <laughs> Does it feel like that three. to you? Oh, no, it's absolutely three. No. not. Good, good. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, no, that'll be fun next week. Yeah. Looking forward to it. <laughs> all right, everybody. That's all we've got for this edition of Adaptivist Live. If you've got anything for us to talk about or if you have any responses to this week's episode, get a hold of us on social at Adaptivist. For our special guest host, Danny Coleman, I'm Ryan Spilkin, and we'll see you next time on Adaptivist Live. And finally, in server news, uh, Bitbucket has... Nope, wasn't ready to actually finish that sentence. Cool. Cool.